Hello there, hi, and welcome to this, the first episode of the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. How exciting. It's very exciting. But incidentally, Glenn, not yeah. to be confused with the Mormon Mostly Comedy podcast. That's a lot more religious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, we are Doggett and F. Grave. That's right. Yes, I'm Glyn Doggett. This is my voice, Glyn Doggett's it's a voice. Lo- it's a lovely voice, though, Glyn. Thanks. Uh, this is David F. Grave's voice, David James F. Grave's voice. I like that voice. It's a Thank nice you. voice. Now, this episode was recorded in and around the February 2012 Mostly Comedy at the Croft in Hitchin. That's right, and it features interviews and snippets of material from Jay Foreman, Celia Pacuola, Paul Harry Allen and Duncan Hart. So without further ado, let's zip back in time to that gig on Thursday the 16th of February. That bloody gig. Oh yes, God, it seems like only yesterday. It was yesterday, Glenn. Oh yeah. Dick. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Doggett and F. Gray. Good evening. Hello. Well, there's a message running through the air saying... Mostly comedies everywhere. Sing it, Glenn. It's a warning message. Sing it. Everyone better settle down because the gig's begun. It's yes. And what a show. There we go. Smoking up in the sky. Yeah. That's a tone higher than I can actually sing. Mostly comedies, a place to be for you tonight. Very good. Let's get better. Mostly comedy. Let's hear. Let's hear. I've got a mere now, grim is cliche, that's just how we roll. Yeah! Hello, I put it down with the final beat, it's very exciting. Hello, and welcome to what is the 61st Mostly Comedy. Wow. 60, one word. That's what we get. 61 times we've sung that song. Yes. I say sung, I do in fact mean shouted. That's right, yes. Now we are mostly Doggett and F. Grave. That's right. If you've not seen this before, probably the best comparison I would make is we're a bit like Cannon and Ball. That's right, yeah. Except we're obviously a lot younger. Yep. And we're not shit. (laughs) No. If you remember one thing from tonight, we're not shit. So here we are in the kitchen of the craft. It's very exciting. This is backstage here. And we have with us Paul Harry Allen. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hi, Paul. Come in. Join us in this room. <laughs> now, uh, Paul, you were at our first ever Mostly Comedy. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I was, yeah. It was a, a beautiful moment for me. Was it really? It was, it? because uh, having been in a band called The Slammers, I was yeah. in a psychedelic punk band called The Slammers, uh, and I was their bears, and so I essentially I used to jump up and down like a maniac with Matt Rackers and Tamarine. And so to be back at uh, the George, which is where it was, yeah. uh, was lovely, and also to be standing still. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's quite, quite a yeah. moment. Um, it's just a bit, basically, my mum, um, she's one of those people, right? She gets things wrong, right? Um, she was talking about this girl on the train that was drunk. She goes, oh, it's disgusting. She goes, you know, she goes, she had, she had no knickers on. You could see her panini. <laughs> now, now, I should have I, I, I said something, but I thought she's going to have an interesting visit to Greg's. Um, <laughs> Uh, you, you lived in Hitchin quite yeah. a time. What's it like coming back to Hitchin to do gigs? Um, it's generally? quite interesting. I mean, you kind of get to sort of see the framework of what's still there. And you know, right. oh, that's closed down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it's a kind of I don't know. There's a while well, it's not. It wasn't my home. It was my home for a long time. Yeah. So it's quite nice to kind of come back and an edge of familiarity about it. And also, I mean, you know, kind of people like Mark, who I was in the Slammers with, will, yeah. will come along. Right. So it's kind of nice to sort of see a few old friends like yourself. Oh, you yeah. see, yeah, yeah, for example. Yeah, but I kind of like it when people get things wrong. Um, I did a gig in Edinburgh. 
I did this gig in Edinburgh, and I was explaining to the woman that to get to the gig, uh, sorry, to get to the toilet, she had to go through the gig. Um, she goes, but if I go through there, won't I get haggled? <laughs> what, what, you get? what about going to the toilet? Have a wee, have a poo, have a wee, have a poo, I get something for the machine. And also, you previewed your last two Edinburgh shows. Oh, yes. Uh, I was going to ask you, and I'm going to ask you. Yeah, ask okay, that's fine. Uh, did they change much when we took them to Edinburgh to what they were here? Uh, I imagine they would have done. Yeah, they did. I mean, uh, I, I, I think the, the first show about the letters, yeah. um, I think it kind of just evolved a bit and became a bit more, yeah. um, I don't know, just a bit more fluent and a bit yeah. more kind of natural they stick in it more in slapstick um, not well only kind of when things didn't work um, <laughs> unintentional slapstick yeah yeah no, they, it, I don't know I think it became a more it grew uh, into sort of a more warmer uh, kind of grounded uh, show as I remember you doing a preview I can't remember it was in London but we gigged with you as well that Celia Pacola was on that bill as well oh yes yeah, yeah that so. was um, Brixton I think wasn't it yeah but I've got this Irish neighbour now he's a lovely bloke but he's really difficult to understand right he's like half past eleven but I'm just thinking maybe like the older he gets the less coherent he becomes you know like a few years ago he was probably oh this is a terrible summer this gives him no summer at all you know now he's going but pretty soon he's just going to be noise isn't it like a like a fog on ho ho Anything else up and coming? Anything else planned at the moment? You're um, no. Apart from standing in a kitchen, uh, talking to you chaps. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing planned. Just I mean, I've got a sort of stream of gigs kind right. of that take me up to, to July. Is that a collective term? Uh, a stream, a stream like probably. <laughs> I mean, I could take leather up. Yeah, but I said, I suppose stream in the sense of it, it kind of. They, they flow quite nicely over sort of like yeah. two to three a week and oh, until okay. like July, so yeah. that'll be it. But then, then there's other kind of things I'm sort of working on. I mean, I may get asked back, because I did a um, an episode of two episodes of, oh, I did two episodes actually, of two episodes of MASH, which is oh, Diane yeah. Morgan and Joe Wilkinson sketch show. Right. And I was John Peel on one of them and, oh, and then a Welsh sessions. cobbler on another. So cool. uh, I, I may get asked back to that. Yeah. Um, Should we make an appeal now? Ask Paul yeah, back. Yeah, ask Paul yes. back. He, he was very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he really made the series. Yeah. Uh, so, but I don't, apart from that, it's just kind of, you know, keep you busy. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Oh, yes. Thank you. This is a, 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 a lovely added bonus. Yeah. I, I never realised you did it naked. No. <laughs> Come on. Right, now next up on the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast, we have an interview with Jay Foreman. Uh, we'll also be featuring a song of his later on in this podcast. Uh, but first off, we have the interview, and the interview starts with a little bit of a sound check. Would Rolling. you like me to say some That's words? Recording. So, you know, if it's the right yeah, kind of volume. Say some words. Well, these, these, these are the words. Uh, They're good I, words. I'm saying words too. Can yeah. you hear my words? My words, I can hear myself, but I don't know if that's just my head or my... I would come in yeah, a bit. I can hear it. it. Yeah. I can hear it. It's good. If you can hear our words, you can hear my words and his words, then your words are yeah, probably about well. the same volume. Yes. Yeah. Okay. By default. Anyway, so really, here we are. We're talking about words. We are <laughs> in the kitchen with Jay Foreman, which sounds like a TV programme. It should be a TV programme. In the kitchen with... Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think you'd be the continual thing. 
Would we be changing the room in front of it every week? I don't know. Well, you, there's two options. With well, there's two options. You can either yeah. have you can either have a TV show called In the Kitchen with, and then you change it to a different guest each week, yeah. or In the Blank with Jay Foreman, which is I, I don't know if that's I a like more interesting that show so much. Yeah, but that's really hard work for me because then I'd run out of rooms and then you know I'd have yeah, to go into much true. more dangerous places. Yeah. You could run yeah. them for a series though. So In the Kitchen with Jay Foreman could be the first series, and then in the yeah, but that's six episodes or something like just one one yeah. room though. That's a long time to be. How in long room. is each episode? Because it fits like an hour. What market we're going oh, okay. for? We BBC or ITV for starters? Because well, half an hour and then you're down to about sort of 20, 25 minutes. So it's, yeah, that's a bearable amount of time to be in one room. Okay. Well, we've eaten up about two minutes already. Yeah, so right. yeah. how long could it be? Excellent. So exactly. that's it then. That's there you it. Go. Well, it's been nice talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you very much. <laughs> So you've just been, and still are, I believe, touring with Dave Gorman? I'm touring with Dave Gorman this very minute as, as we speak. speak. Uh, technically, yeah. I'm still on the tour because right. I've done some dates already okay. and there are some dates yet to go, which I imagine means that the tour is happening right now as we speak. Oh, right. Oh, so d is somebody else supporting him while you're uh, here? No, but um, there's, oh, there's, there's a long gap between the dates because right. the, first, um, the first big splurge of tour dates was in uh, September, October, November last year. Right. Um, and then there's been a big gap and then now, it being, what's today, February? Yes. It being yeah. February, um, there we don't start again until the 1st of April. Okay. Then there's another splurge, then another gap, and then a splurge in uh, June and July. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's when the tour's happening. Cool. How long do you do in the show? When I do a half an hour set, which okay. is ideal for me because it's that really nice in-between where it's long enough that I can include as much stuff as I like without sort of regretting, ah, oh, I didn't have time to do this song. Yeah. But it's also short enough that I don't get too bored and yeah, hopefully yeah. the audience don't get too bored either. Right. And do you change it around from night to night depending on your sort of mood or have you sort of... I used to. The first uh, three or four shows I was trying things out and trying to work out what would be the perfect set to do. And then, not really on purpose, but I ended up settling with doing exactly the same set every night throughout right. the tour. Are you doing Edinburgh this year? This is the first time in seven years that I'm not going to be doing a new show at Edinburgh. Right. And it, strangely, it feels good. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, now I'm going to do with my August what I suppose most people do, which is I'm going I'm to relax. I, I yeah. might even have a holiday, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't Crazy know what people do with their August anymore, yeah. it's been so long. So for those seven years, have you gone up with a show of your own every year, or have you sort of gigged around a bit? Um, well, no, the first time I went to Edinburgh was um, uh, with with my university, and I was in a right. sketch show. Year after that, I was in two-hander. Year after that, university again, but doing a different thing. So every year I've been back to Edinburgh doing a different thing. Uh, for the last three years, I've been doing my own solo show. Yeah. Uh, and then this would be, well, technically um, three years doing a paid show. Right. This would be my third solo show in a row. And um, something I've been telling myself to make myself feel better is that it takes about a year and a half to write a good Edinburgh show. Which means that you do eventually have to take some time off and um, mm. now seems like the right sort of time. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, so when you say you went up with sketch shows originally, does that, so you, you, did you used to do stuff, not music stuff, then it was very much acting? Yeah, my first time in Edinburgh I didn't have a guitar at all. Oh, right, I right. was just, um, it was a sketch show that I was acting in and doing a bit of writing in. And um, year after that I had a two-hander where I did have songs. Year after that, I was in an improv show and also a sketch show that I was directing. I've basically sort of tried my hand at all sorts of Edinburgh yeah, things. Yeah. And this will be the first time that I've tried the experiment of not doing being a punter, being yeah. a genuine just an audience yeah. member yeah. in Edinburgh. So what, so what made you go from doing, so what was your sort of route into doing the music stuff? You've always obviously played instruments and things yeah, like I've, that. Yeah, I've played guitar since I was um, seven years old. Mm. Um, well, the, when I started doing what I do now, the comedy yeah. songs, um, I didn't think it was comedy. 
I started out in university, I went to the University of York, and there was a lot of open mic nights around there. Right. Because it's a strange campus where it's divided into little sections, each one has its own little bar. So there's loads of opportunities to do um, acoustic guitar open mic nights. Mm. And I did those all the time, and all the other people that were, had guitars were doing um, whiny songs about their ex-girlfriends or indie covers. And I just, I suppose for a cry of attention, I did something different. I did songs that, with funny lyrics. Yeah. But I never saw it as stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. And I never used to say anything between the songs. I just used to sit in a stool and just play one song after the other. But it went quite well. And gradually over the years, I sort of, it evolved into what it is now, which is closer to stand-up. Because yeah. I literally stand up. I have a strap now rather yeah, than yeah. a stool to sit on. <laughs> and I've actually had to work out things to say between the songs, yeah. which I'm still not entirely comfortable with. I still see myself more as a musician than a comedian, yeah, yeah, twatty yeah. though that yeah. sounds, but that's the route that I came into it. Yeah. The sketch that. shows, when I was going to Edinburgh with sketches, yeah. that was entirely unrelated. Right. Do you think you'd ever make the leap and do stand-up without music? I tried it only a couple of times, just to sort of train myself and to yeah. try and get better at the inevitable bits between the songs I need to do. Mm. And so I've done a couple of gigs where I do poetry and just little right. bits of jokes. Um, but I've never enjoyed them as much as I suppose I should do. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've never really been my comfort zone. Mm. And people have said to me, they've noticed that I'm doing weird things with my hands. Because right. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. I, I'm so used to having the guitar there to hold yeah. as a kind of shield between me and the hecklers. I never know what to do with my hands if it's just me without the guitar. Uh, we should stop. Yes, we have to stop the gig. Start the gig. We yes. have, yeah, I make it two, two minutes, minutes to nine. Yeah. Crap, uh, you've given me uh, the fantastic opportunity to do an hour. Brilliant. Uh, this yeah. is the first time since Edinburgh I've got to do a full hour and I'm very, very excited. I'm really looking forward to have you doing it. Hopefully we'll use a couple of clips from it as well so you can hear it. If any home. are usable, please do. Thank yes. you very much. Well, well, cheers, Jay. We'll speak to you. Thanks, Jay. When we stop recording this, we'll carry on speaking. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So here we are backstage in the kitchen of love yes. with Celia Bacola. Thank you. Hello. I did, not, Hello. I did not know it was the kitchen of love. It here I was thinking it's just a regular kitchen. Maybe I misread no. the sign. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you I find know. the sign says hazard awareness. Oh, okay. No. That's oh, a very I see. strange form of dyslexia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like is this um, your first time in the kitchen? It is. Yes. Is it exciting? Or? Well, this is the thing, is I go to go to all these places I've never been before, but I have no idea what any of them look like, because it's always right. dark yeah, when true. you go there, and dark when you leave, and so it might be beautiful out there, I mm. have not a clue. Yeah.
It's very nice to be here. I've never been to Hitchin before ever. Um, I'm from Australia, so um, I've never, I've never heard anything about. Is Hitchin famous for something? Is it known for <laughs> something? Keep in mind, you can lie to me. I can. I am in a very rare position that I can take a lie of yours back to Australia and spread it around. I've already been doing this evening. I'm already telling people in Australia that Luton is fancy. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing to me, is it? I don't know. And yet, does anyone want to lie about Hitchin spread around? Spread lavender around on the fields. other side of the world? Lavender fields. You have lavender fields. Is that a no, real? No, You've got a lot of assholes. No, we're not assholes. not assholes. All right, that's it. So I'm going to get back there and I'm going to go, Australia, I have to tell you about this place I went to. You're not going to believe it. It's called Hitchin, right? And you know when you go to a place and there's assholes there? None. It's amazing. I don't know how they've done it. They've bred assholes out of the population. You're in Leicester tomorrow? Yes. Is that your solo show? Or yes. A new, new one? show. Okay. Yeah. So what's that cool. entail? To see me say that makes me feel ill. <laughs> to see me just sort of dry reach me, they go, yeah, it's a, oh, it's a new show. Uh, this one's, oh, it's, it's my third one, and this one's going to be the most straight standard. And is this um, your first performance of it tomorrow, or is it um, in the previous Well, I've done it because it's mainly, it's a lot of just stand-up, so I've been doing right. bits and pieces for it, but I did it last night okay. as a trial in London. Was that your first trial? It was the first trial in London. Like, oh, I did okay. a really rough thing when I was in Melbourne, but that was different as well. But yeah, yeah. so yesterday is the first trial. Right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I, I, I'm from Australia, and uh, it's very warm in here, but it's been this last week where it's just sort of gone cold, and it's like, oh, toes, won't be needing them, you won't be cold my toes, and uh, I'm not used to this kind of weather, and it affects me. Uh, I was a D-cup before I came here. <laughs> I've literally frozen my tits off. They just, um, yeah, guys, you think that just happens to you? No, it happens to women as well. They go straight in. And uh, ladies in the room, that's quite a good line, by the way, that you can use that. You're welcome. If uh, your partner ever gives you grief about, you know, having small boobs, just be like, well, take me to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Are you from a um, just a comedy background or an a acting background, or do you, what's your sort of sort of theatre? Theatre stuff. Yeah. Professional writing and drama and that kind of stuff. And then I did a little bit of sketch. Okay. Um, and waitressing background as well. Because I saw, I saw you've done a few sort of things in Australia TV-wise. Yeah, no, now I have. I mean, yeah. a lot of that stuff comes since comedy, oh, okay. since stand-up started, yeah. which is great because it's a way for people to come and see you. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. if you're an actor, you can't be like, come to this pub tonight and watch yes. me act yeah. for five minutes, yeah. Yeah. and there'll be people there. But the comedy weird. stuff, doing the stand-up stuff has helped you then get roles on TV. Yeah, and, yeah, that's, yeah. That's really and radio, and yeah. like, ridiculous yeah. stuff, like, after a gig. Like, sounds mad, but yeah. like someone actually came up to me with a business card and said something along the lines, I've probably changed this in my head to yeah. exactly, have you ever considered a career in radio? <laughs> 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 um, credits roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've been living in, uh, I live in London for the last year and a half, so it's my second winter now, and I almost feel like I'm a real sort of British person, I almost feel like I'm fitting in, I don't know, you, you tell me, like for example, uh, I own my own pair of Wellingtons. Yes, thank you. And I laughed at someone who ran for the bus and missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a proud moment for me. Not for me. As one of your own, I'm pretty sure that's on your citizenship test, isn't it? Sorry, you didn't want the door to slam in her face. I don't think you're going to fit in here. <laughs> first acting thing I did ever on TV, first TV acting thing. Yeah. 
Something easy, surely. Probably just walked in the background or something, didn't I? Probably ordered a coffee yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. No, I discovered two dead bodies and called the police. Nice. Did you yeah. do it all through? <laughs> did you do it with mime or were you actually a speaking character? No, I was a speaking, oh, really? speaking character. Oh, there might be an extra and you kind of walk in the background. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't really express that. You did some extras, right? No. Yes, I did. I did one extra day's work of uh, extra work on a thing called Family Affairs on Channel 5. Right. It was, um, it was very exciting, although my first take. I turned and looked directly at the camera, and they said cut, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. really messed it up in my very first take. I was like, embarrassed. What were you thinking? Embarrassed. That's the first yeah. thing. This is it. The thing is, I didn't know. I was very excited to be there. I was smiling a lot. <laughs> I love it. I was, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, looked straight into the camera, ruined it's it for everyone. It's funny so. when you just go, that's the least, that's the base thing that you need to do, is not look at the no, camera. Not look at the camera. And what I'm about to say, I'm not, yeah, give me a shake, because I did an audition for an advert last week that was for yogurt. <laughs> They're horrible. Did you do advert Yes, yeah, 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 horrendous, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, you had to eat this yogurt, right? And you do it in pairs. And I thought it was going quite well, okay? Mm. And the lady was very nice. But she stopped and went, okay, we're going to do another one. But um, this time, could you like, uh, just try and look like you're enjoying it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to make you look like this? Like, Shit. Oh, I've been doing it completely oh, wrong. Yeah. Have you done it? Have you done it? Extra. Yeah, uh, adverts more than more than anything. I did one advert. Uh, do you know SpongeBob SquarePants? You familiar yeah. with that thing? I did it's a really good cartoon. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. But I did an advert for Nickelodeon for that. Well, this is the worst advert I ever did, mm -hmm. and I had to be in just a pair of pants, pair yeah. of pants, which is horrendous anyway. Uh, and it was filmed in like a secondary school in this country, and, and there were kids everywhere. One of the takes, I ran out. The idea was that this sort of football team run out of the changing room in their sort of gear, and then I ran out last wearing just a pair of pants. Realised what I'd done. And run back in. But the last take they said, well could you just carry on running out into the corridor? And I ran out into the corridor and they'd obviously gone on their lunch break and the corridor was just full of kids. And I couldn't do anything, my dressing gown was in the room there. So I just had to stand there and wait for them to finish the take. And a girl looked at me so I just went, Ugh. Oh, <laughs> just are you on some kind of register now? Professor? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've never been scared of children in my life, but in London, I, I don't know what it is, I'm scared of 12 year olds. I don't know, like I walk past a group of them and I forget how to walk. I go past them like a thunderbird, I'm like, oh, good evening. <laughs> to be intimidating when they're wearing speedos and holding an ice cream. <laughs> thank you very much for talking to us. And Pleasure. thank you for coming down to Mostly Comedy as well. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you, Richard. Let's hear the senior proposal. Come on. This is our podcast. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, we feature other people in it. Yeah. Should, and they're quite big people. They are big people. Yeah. Should we sneak a bit of our material in? Why not? Just to show off a bit. Just because it's ours. Just because it's our podcast. Yeah. Let's do it now. Now, as well as being uh, comedians, both myself and Glenn are actors. And as well as acting, I also teach a little bit of extra money. By the way, no material. I'm just going to take out my CV and then we're going to go. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um, quite often when I'm on my way into work, I listen to sounds of the 60s on Radio 2 where they play sort of like obscure 60s music. The other day they played this song by Elvis Presley, which we thought we'd share with you now. Listen to the words though, they're very important. All right. Except for that one. Well, I've got to get off if you let you down me. Fine so far. She's a distant cousin, but she's not too distant. <laughs> not so good now, really. She is all night. I swear you're a tight. Oh, it's just 
Uh, now that's what makes it wrong. Surely I was. And she's she's in your own family. That's gen generally a rule I apply. No, I, yeah. I understand his follow-up single didn't do quite so well. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Wasn't it called uh, Bumming Uncles or something? Or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I also like the use of the apostrophe in the title there. Sort of takes the sting off things. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Not kissing, just kissing. Yeah. Perfectly acceptable. Can we hear some more? Let's hear some more, Glenn. Sing along. You can kill a lot and she's got a lot to kill. Don't sing along. Can you kiss all night? I squeeze her tight. Well, we'll kiss and cuddle. That's what makes it all right. And you can just imagine Elvis sitting down with his family at Christmas or something, can't yeah. you? At looking at his cousin and giving her a little wink as if to say, Whoa, this one's for you. <laughs> nice impression. It's like Elvis is in the house. Thanks, I've been working on that impression. Yeah, very good, yeah. Um, but if for any reason Elvis's family didn't understand where he's coming from, it's fine, because he justifies it perfectly in the middle eight. Yeah, we're all cousins. That's what I believe. Oh, we're all children. Oh, Yeah, I'm not sure that would stand up in a court of law, though. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. And if that's not bad enough, the following week I heard this song by Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas, Strap In. taken from the compilation album music to shit your pants <laughs> sure. so that was our material then yeah we snuck it in yeah we did i think we got away with it i think we got away with it yeah uh, should we have some duncan hart now yeah let's do that a little bit of duncan hart a bit of duncan hart okay duncan hart we're very lucky to have him it's his first time at mostly comedy please give it up for duncan hart come on <laughs> kitchen now with Duncan, Duncan Hart. You're actually the first person we've interviewed tonight after having been on stage. Yes. So I don't know if that's different. I have no you, idea. How, I don't know what the other end is. Yes. Uh, no point of residence. It was fine. It was, it was, it, it's always weird going on first. Um, especially sort of following um, you guys in the musical stuff. And yeah, yeah. stuff. Because I, I, I like to do my stuff's quite dark and tragic, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes, you know, um, you, you wonder about going on first and sort of, you know, how much audience interaction you yeah. do. I, I like to actually most of my stuff I like to do is sort of audience banter, right. and actually they they don't they weren't going for sort of no. talking, but that's fine. I don't mind. Yeah, I, they, yeah. They're quite happy to listen to jokes. That's very nice, and it's yeah. a real surprise because it yeah. doesn't normally happen like that. But um, yeah, it was good. They they, they seem like a lovely crowd, yeah, and you, you run a lovely club. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's it's a very nice. That's the tag. It's it's nice because they are a very. I think they're 
sometimes, well, a lot of the time, they're quite a polite audience, but in yeah. a nice way. Not, I'm not yeah. putting the audience down, but a really kind of friendly. Yeah, yeah. Sort of I, I, I say like to listen. I to was actually saying. surprised with some of the stuff that you guys did at the front and what what they were going with because right. I thought um, it, it's it's always nice when you can go because I really like to do dark. Yeah. Not sick. I, yeah. I like sort of human tragedy, sort of my own personal tragedy and that sort of thing. But I, 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 there were a few things I thought oh, I might do. I didn't, and I didn't get the time because I was conscious of the time. But, but it, it was, it was nice. They, they seemed like they seemed like a really cool crowd. Yeah, and they were up for it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I went out on a date the other night. Do you know what the girl said? She said you look like a slightly rapey geography teacher. <laughs> So we went to the same school. We yes. had to address yes. this. Yes, so we did. A few years apart, I believe. Yeah. I, I, what year? What, how old are you? When I'm tw I'm 31. Right. So, so I'm 34. I'm 35 in this this year. I'll be okay. 35. So four years above you. So yeah. I. But I was interestingly, I was the last year of it being a boys school oh okay so, yeah. so I was the first we were in the first year this is Thomas L.A. Thomas L.A. Yeah. and Stephen yeah. yeah just yeah. to clarify and it used to be a, it was a grammar school that was founded in 1558 I was just saying do you remember the school song no let's no, not do I don't know no. yeah. but I do remember there's a book called An Innings Well yes, Played yes it's like I, the history yes, of the school yeah, it yeah. is it is and it was written by Dorothy DeSalis um, who's <laughs> probably dead now because she was about 80 back then this is mental this is just talking about our we should we should talk about something good yeah, it's alright. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed our things. It yeah. was, you know, it was fun. Um, you know, they had a good sort of artsy drama department, yeah, yeah. and you know, I think that's really important. At that stage in your life, was this comedy something that you were thinking about doing? Stand-up comedy. Massively, really? I, I wanted to do comedy from the age of, and um, when I was eight, actually, at another school, yeah. in Stevenage, Longmeadow, um, I, I, I got into Python. My dad okay. and uh, some friends who were older. Where I was into Spike Milligan and Python and Dave Allen. Right. Dave yeah. Allen was just a huge thing for me. Um, and I always wanted to do comedy, but originally it was sketch comedy. That was yeah. the thing that kind of really interested me, and sort yeah. of radio comedy in particular. I liked TV as well. Yeah. Um, and when I was about 17, it was, um, it was I think it was seeing Bill Hicks on Channel 4. Um, that's when I, I really thought about stand up. Right. And also, what I liked about stand up was the fact that you it's entirely it's you yeah, you're yeah. the writer you're the director you're the producer and you're yeah. essentially the performer and when sketches and various I, I tried to form lots of sketch groups with various people it never really happened right and and um I, yeah i just was i've always been obsessed with comedy absolutely yeah. obsessed with it it was the one thing i wanted to do it's, it's funny you say about like the python stuff when you were a kid it was sort of similar for me when i was at junior school I lied to all my friends and told them I had a series that was being commissioned. <laughs> really? I, I didn't use that word then. No, no, it's it's going to be on. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was basically based around Blackadder Goes Four. Oh, exactly. And I called it March Jenkins. And I lied to my <laughs> so mate. Did you give them a plot of Blackadder Goes Four? Basically. That sounds familiar. And then I had to sort of commit to the lie. It's quite embarrassing. <laughs> that, that, that is quite embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. so there we go. Habitual lie. Yeah, no. But I'd always liked sketch comedy. I actually. I remember what I tell you what I did 
we wanted to do some sketches at school, and I actually transcribed a load of, uh, of Monty Python albums, some sketches which were on the TV and some which weren't. Particularly, you know, the argument sketch. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's the classic. It's a brilliant bit of sort of double logic. Yeah. And I trans, I typed out mm. all of the sketch, right. and, and my my um, teacher didn't understand it. Really, she, really. I mean, she was like, "This doesn't make any sense." Yeah. I was like, "Well, I, I'm not saying I've written it. It's a sketch that I've yeah, transcribed, yeah. but I've transcribed it accurately, and right. it's brilliantly funny." Yeah. And I got really angry with right. authority <laughs> figures and, that's, and so it continued yeah. <laughs> we, we had a similar thing because we did um, the Lumberjack song when we were at yes. school and the guy that sort of ran the school uh, we gave him the script and he thought that I'd written it or that we'd written it <laughs> he said I mean, it's fine yeah. but I don't know if they're going to get it I'm yeah, not sure David about the writing and it's yeah. like that's oh, nice backhanded compliment but, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That. But, uh, yeah that's good, that's good. Yeah. so you've been using their sketches ever since exactly yeah. <laughs> every word we say <laughs> yeah um so I think last year was your first Edinburgh, was that right? It first was all first sort of full run. I'd been up, I mean, basically, as I said before, I'd had lots of time off and time up. I went, I went to Edinburgh in 2005 purely as a punter because okay. uh, a good friend of mine was living was working at Edinburgh University. He studied there for an undergraduate and was a, a doctorate. Yeah. So he'd been there for years and he kindly said, I've got a sofa if you want to come up for a couple of weeks. So I went up. I saw a lot of stuff on the free fringe and... Um, you know, no disrespect. There was a lot of rubbish, well, yeah. and I, I and there was a course going, and um, it was like you know two day course and get a couple of gigs. I thought, right. do you know what? Well, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and my friend said, do it. You should do it, mate. You know, go go for it. And I I was a bit hesitant. Um, actually thought no, go on, do it. And um, it was really embarrassing because the first day we had to do our material, and I hadn't I, you know I had nothing. I didn't even know. I just so so that I was so ashamed. Of, of, of being on stage and literally just corpsing and having nothing to say that I left that, that, that day and I wrote for about 24 hours and I literally wrote basically the set I've been using for the last five oh, years wow. no, no, I, I literally wrote half an hour of yeah. it was all most of the crap but I had a really good five minutes in there I did it the next day and I kind of stormed it yeah, and then yeah. I did a few gigs and then 2006 I did So You Think You're Funny and I only I literally went up for that so I went up and came back and then last year I went up to sort of, you know, I've been gigging on the circuit. I took yeah, two yeah. years off because of like a relationship and various other things uh, and just to sort of have some time out. Yeah. And I went up last year just to see what it was about. I did 60 gigs. Now, can you cheer if you live with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> One solitary cheer. How old are you, my darling? 23. 23, that's perfectly acceptable. Are you the only person in here who lives with their parents? That's a stupid question to ask you, yes. Um, <laughs> fuck, I expect you to know the answer. I have no, no idea. We'll probably have to draw it to a close. Yes. yes. Have to do, but nice to talk to you, Duncan, and thanks for coming and doing it. No, it was a pleasure and um, lovely club, lovely, lovely people. Club. Please come down. Yeah. Please come down. Had a lovely right. day. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Duncan Harley's going to be. Oh, yes. Proof of Thomas Lane offers good education, I feel. So that's us almost at the end of the first episode of the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. Oh, it's emotional. I've actually cried a little bit. Yeah, just very then. sad. Uh, we'd like to thank all our acts who have appeared on this podcast. We have Jay Foreman, Celia Pacola, Paul Harry Allen and Duncan Hart. Do check out their websites, their Twitter feeds, their Facebook pages. Check them out. Check them out. Do they it. are worth checking out. Please do join us on March the 22nd when we have our next Mostly Comedy. We have Phil K, the brilliant Phil K. Yes. Tom Goodliffe. It's also brilliant. Oh yeah. Joey Page. Also brilliant. And David F. Grave he, doing some music. He's fucking amazing. He is amazing. Amazing. Also, a little plug for you. You can catch our sketch show, Doggett and F. Grave's Comedy Shorts, our film sketch show being shown at the Soho Theatre as part of the Comedy Project season on the 12th of March. So do come and see it. 
It'd be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice, would be nice. Please come along. Unless you're listening to this after the 12th of March. Um, In fact, don't come and see it. No, you won't be able to then. No. I'm sorry, that's just the way that time works. Yeah. I'm afraid it works chronologically. Yes. And on that note, thank you very much for listening and hopefully join us again for the next More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. And for more information on that, us and everything else, please check out our website at www.mostlycomedy.co.uk. I don't let you go in now, but now we've finished, I'm going to listen to the Mormon one. Exciting. It's going to be fun. See ya.